Good morning. Thank you for joining us. We'll get started in just a moment. Hello, everyone. This is Leah Freeberg from Fluke Reliability, and thank you for joining us for this best practices webinar. You probably know us from Fluke Tools and as a test tool provider, and you may also know that we produce some of the industry's favorite reliability tools from infrared cameras to vibration meters. But you may not know that many of the measurements that our tools collect now flow automatically into EAM systems of record. It happens via a framework that we call Fluke Connect. Our goal at Fluke Reliability is to better connect asset management data and teams with asset management systems to drive connected knowledge. And of course, that knowledge depends greatly on best practices in condition-based maintenance. So that's why this series of webinars explores reliability maintenance strategies, and that's why we feature speakers from a variety of expert backgrounds. Before the presentation, we have a few housekeeping items to go over. Today's session is being recorded, so the phone lines will be muted to minimize background noise. We'll be answering questions both during the presentation and afterward during Q&A. So take a minute now to go find the questions, questions tool in the GoToWebinar dashboard. Please feel welcome to submit questions as we go, and I'll share as many of your questions as time allows for our presenters to answer. If we have unanswered questions at the end, we'll follow up with written answers afterward. If you'd like to receive the slides from today's presentation, please let us know during the survey that will appear at the end of today's session. So don't hang up until the survey appears and you've answered the questions. We're also happy to send you a certificate of attendance after today's webinar. You'll see a question on the survey about getting a certificate. Answer yes and we'll send one to you. A recording of this webinar will be available on the excelx.com website within a day or two. And that's it for housekeeping items. Now for the main event. Today we are very pleased to have with us three experts from Novice and Fluke Reliability. They'll be presenting on spatial intelligence inside eMate. Our first presenter, Connor Rivard, is a senior customer success manager for eMate at Fluke Reliability a role he's held for nearly two years. Before that, he was a tier one customer support specialist for eMate for about nine months, joining the Fluke Corporation in January, 2018. Connor previously worked in marketing and advertising. He graduated from Clemson University in 2015 with a bachelor's degree in marketing. Welcome, Connor. Thank you, good morning, good afternoon, everybody. It's great to have you here today. Our next guest is Ahmad Juri an enterprise project manager for Navis, a Munich, Germany-based company that is, that is the global market leader in indoor spatial intelligence technology. He joined Navis in October 2018, and before that, he worked as product owner at a startup company in Munich. Ahmad graduated from the Technical University of Munich in 2019 with a master's degree in resource management. Thank you so much for joining us today, Ahmad. Hello, everyone. Good, good morning, good afternoon. And our third guest, Sebastian Schuster, is an experienced designer at Munich-based Navis, the expert in indoor spatial intelligence technology. For 11 years, he's brought to users and customers the best experience in all kinds of digital products. He uses his expertise to enable manufacturing enterprises to make the best use of digital twins generated by Navis laser scanners. 
His current passion is a location-aware mobile experience that enables shop floor users to interact with the factory's digital twin. Sebastian, you have the best job ever. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, hello, everyone. Nice to meet you. So, Connor, let's have you introduce our session and topic. Perfect. Thank you so much, Leah. So today's session, we're going to start off with a short introduction and overview. We're going to talk about spatial intelligence and what that means. Next, we'll dive into a demonstration. We want to show you the power of the Navis technology, along with the integration that we've created with the Emate CMMS. Now, we'll make sure that we save some time at the end for any questions that you may have. Be sure to jot anything down as we're going through the presentation here. You can submit them into the question portal through GoToWebinar or write them down, whichever you prefer. All right, again, welcome everyone for attending the session here on spatial intelligence inside of eMates. We're very excited to be partnering with Navis um, here today. And a little background for you, they're based in Munich, Germany, and develop next generation technology for as-built environments that enable accurate mobile mapping of indoor spaces, fully immersive 3D buildings, and enterprise-ready digital twin solutions. Among other benefits, the innovative novice solutions deliver value to problems such as effectively managing global operations, planning and relocation of facilities, and of course, repair and maintenance processes. Today, we're going to see a virtual representation of a factory floor and how an integration with eMate could result in reduced time spent on identifying the exact location and correct asset requiring attention, as well as quickly creating and executing required maintenance work orders. Now, hopefully, as we go through the presentation and demo today, you'll start to think of the different possibilities of using this spatial intelligence technology in conjunction with eMate to help improve your maintenance operations. Now, I think I'll turn it to you, Leah, if you wanna go ahead and ask our first poll question that we've got here. Absolutely. All right, audience, for those of you familiar with what happens next, I am going to activate a poll. Now, if you have maximized your screen, you may need to minimize it back down in order to trigger the radio buttons. So to start off, we'd like to find out where you all are at in your uh, technology journey. So are you currently using or are you considering using digital twins? So you only get to select one. Yes, we are currently using a digital twin solution or we are actively planning to do so soon, or we are interested in learning more. Ooh, or number four, not sure what it is or why I should care. That sounds like a challenge to our presenters. I'd love to get at least 75% of the audience in there. Uh, and as always, this is just an open-ended question so that our presenters can get an idea for where you're coming from, how much information you already have about the topic, and uh, where they should direct today's session. We have just about 70% of the audience voting. So I'm going to close this down and share the results with everyone. All right, we have 2% of the audience already using a digital twin solution. We have 9% who are actively planning to do so soon. We have 48% who are interested in learning more and 41% who aren't sure. What do you make of that? Well, we definitely are willing to give you more information. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what we're here for. And I think you're all in, in just the right session. 
Um, and we are very convinced that digital twins is the technology of the future. So you definitely should be interested, Kid. <laughs> a lot of your workflows, as you will see today. Okay. Yeah, sure. I, I think yeah, um, definitely we will cover some of the basis of what um, indoor mobile, I mean, uh, indoor mapping is, and also we will define what the Navis uh, concept of digital twin is. So I think we will cover basically. And the main, uh, the most important concepts, and also how it's connected to the uh, maintenance activities, and how it's connected to EMAX. All right, sounds like your session is very timely. I'm going to turn it back over to you. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you, Leah. So go to the next slide for me, please. Trying to. Perfect. Thank you. So as you know, eMaint is the most versatile CMMS on the market today. One of the, the main reasons for that is being able to build integrations with best-in-class technologies. Now what we have here on the screen is a graphic that can help show how eMaint is that digital hub for your maintenance operations where we want to leverage condition monitoring, data sources, operation systems information, integrate with enterprise systems, and of course, what we're going to show you here today, partnering with leading edge technology solutions. Here at eMaint and Fluke Reliability, we're always striving to deliver new solutions in maintenance and reliability with the end goal of becoming that one-stop shop that your maintenance teams need to achieve asset optimization. And jump to the next slide for me. Perfect, thank you. All right, so what is spatial intelligence? Um, a general definition for you, it's the human ability to visualize with the mind's eye. What does that mean? And basically, it's what we do when we visualize shapes in our mind. Now, the reality capture technology allows us to add a digital version of the mind's eye to our maintenance process and asset management tools. Overall, you can think of this as a way to easily access and understand your plant, facility, office, or other area without having to physically be there. Now, eMate workflows stand to gain a significant amount of efficiency with the addition of this technology. Some examples for you, assisting technicians with identifying the correct asset that requires attention, helping create and assign work orders for down machines, help streamline the asset tagging process, along with providing enhanced visibility and access for global operations that may have multiple plants. Again, hopefully during today's presentation, you'll see what we're gonna demonstrate with what we've created so far with the connection between the novice technology and eMates, but you can start to think of other ways that this type of technology can help you and your maintenance operations. All right, thank you. So we're really excited that we're already partnering with Henkel on this um, new technology interface and solution. And one thing I want to call out for you, um, Xenia Davies, who's the Corporate Engineering and Maintenance Manager for the Americas at Henkel, had this to say about the solution's potential. We're excited to combine the game-changing technological capabilities of spatial intelligence from Navis with our powerful CMMS software. Now, I want everyone to keep in mind, we're still very much in the early stages of our partnership between eMaint and Navis. So having this real positive customer feedback is something special and we wanted to showcase that for you. Keep in mind that our goal is to continue to enhance and expand on the capabilities that we're gonna show you here today to make sure that we're providing the best possible solution to our customers. Now I'm gonna go ahead and hand it off to Ahmad. He's gonna talk a little bit more about the history of Navis, their technology, and then we'll dive into the live demonstration. Ahmad, 
take it away. Thanks, Connor, for the introduction. Hi, everyone. Um, so basically today, uh, as many of you uh, indicated in the poll that probably not so familiar with the concept of digital twin, I'm, I'm just going to lay some uh, uh, fundamental concepts of um, indoor mapping and also digital twin. And uh, I want to start uh, with the way that Navis approaches uh, indoor mapping. So Navis is a hardware and software company and we have uh, basically managed to uh, efficiently indoor um, uh, map indoor uh, environments uh, via multiple innovations. And the cornerstone of the Navis innovation is really its uh, hardware, which enables us to effectively scan uh, indoor environments like warehouses or factories uh, up to 10 times faster than other uh, conventional um, scanning systems. So, um, in order to understand where this um, speed, un unpre unprecedented speed comes from, uh, I would like to uh, take you on a journey, of the time journey. So, um, indoor mapping really uh, started back in the 80s, where um, many surveyors started using the total stations. These are devices that you can see in the in the slides. Uh, so, you can simply put them on a tripod, and uh, ba based on the location, you can sort of survey the points around this uh, tripod where the machine is located at and you can measure what is the distance of uh, selected points from from the machine so based on that you can capture several points and also their coordinates uh, relative to the to the device and then uh, that would be the basis for for example uh, let's say a simple 2d map that you can get and then after some years a new innovation came to the market uh, as you can see, it's, this innovation is also based on a tripod, so it's static, meaning that you have to go from one position to another. Uh, but what they did is that they basically added a laser scanning on uh, um, to, 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 the, to the, let's say, the capturing um, machine, so that not just you take one or two points at each uh, stand, uh, at, at, at each position, but you can capture millions of points. Um, so this, is, this really uh, revolutionized the market because and therefore, uh, basically, we were able to capture millions of points, what we call point cloud, uh, with relative coordinates of each point. And um, this, this point cloud can be used for many, many purposes, like as planning inside the factories. Um, then after some years, uh, Navis basically disrupted the market by uh, introducing the mobile mapping system, meaning that we do not need to um, go from one position to another to scan, but we can continuously map. And that's why we have this uh, word mobile mapping connected to the Navis, uh, Navis solution. So as uh, the Navis solution has, just like a, a conventional terrestrial laser scans, also has this uh, laser scanners uh, on the trolley, and uh, we can also capture so-called so point cloud uh, but we do not need to go from one position to another, and that's um, that enables us to 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 uh, map uh, indoor environments at a very very high speed while maintaining survey uh, grade uh, quality in terms of the accuracy. So uh, we have uh, just a couple of months ago released our newest soft uh, newest newest hardware, which is called Navis VLX. The Navis VLX is uh, one of the kind indoor mobile mapping system that uh, is actually wearable. So you can just wear it and walk inside the factory and uh, or any environment basically 
to uh, capture uh, indoor environments. Uh, it really enables us to even capture, let's say, the areas that are difficult to reach with uh, conventional scanners. So uh, this is uh, about our scanners, what we do with our scanners. But uh, just to give you a better overview of how this uh, entire thing works uh, with, the, with the hardware and software, I just want to uh, show you a quick video of the Navis workflow. So, as I explained, we have um, we have produced these hardwares that you can see in in, in the video. We, we, you can just push these cars or trolleys inside the factory environment. Just you're walking, and as you as you do that, uh, the laser scanners capture the environment around, create what we call the point cloud, and also create uh, pictures. Um, these point cloud and pictures are combined together in a step that is called post processing. And then we are able to bring everything together um, and uh, our, our customers are able to view all of that inside our um, web-based viewer, Navis Indoor Viewer. So you can just log in into your, um, you can simply log in into your account, into your instance. It's just a simply link you put in your browser and then you can um, collaborate with, with the colleagues uh, based on your digital twin, which, which is uh, pictures and also point clouds. We'll go to that, or we'll, we'll show how it actually looks like in a bit. Um, but all that uh, we basically mentioned, so the hardware and the software, uh, we, we all, uh, many, many of our customers always struggle to somehow implement that uh, without uh, getting into all of these details or buying the hardware and making sure that these two in combination really work. And that's why in Navis, we provide a, a solution to, to our customers, which is called Navis Managed Digital Twin. And the Navis Managed Digital Twin is basically that uh, we provide the digital twin as a service to our customers. Um, how we do that, we have a, a global network of the partners um, that, who has uh, actually bought our Hardware, these are uh, professional surveyors. Uh, they have years of experience and they have also years of experience with Navis devices, Navis technology and workflows. And um, basically we leverage this global uh, network in order to, first of all, create the digital twins. And uh, once that's created, we, uh, we leverage our cloud services, Navis individual cloud services to, uh, so that our customers can view these digital twins. Um, this slide uh, basically explains in more details. So it has three parts. The first part is creation. Uh, and the creation part, um, yeah, once the customers are interested in, 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 in getting a digital twin of their facilities, uh, we basically find the closest mapping partner uh, to, to, their, to their facility. So um, especially in Corona times, it's super important that, um, we, uh, that we find partners that do not come from another country or at least in the same state. Um, and thanks to the um, Navis, mapping, uh, Navis uh, uh, mapping network partner, it's um, most of the times possible. Uh, once we selected that, we coordinate that planning and we execute, uh, let's say, uh, uh, the mapping of the facility. Then uh, we bring the data, um, we post-process data, we bring the data online and in our uh, cloud environment, and we enable our users to 
view the digital twin inside our software Navis Indoor Viewer. And uh, many of our customers want to have update, up-to-dated uh, digital twin. It means that we also provide this on a yearly basis if requested, so that they, they have always a latest version uh, of the facility. Now, uh, maybe now we get to actually show you how the interview looks like. I mean, I, I provide some context around, uh, let's say, uh, the hardware and the software, but it would be interesting, I think, that uh, yeah, we, we show you how the end product looks like. So this is a paint factory uh, located in, in Bavaria, Germany. And um, we, we have actually scanned this. It's, it's our demo factory uh, that uh, we always show. And we really like this instance uh, because uh, actually we, we put a lot of time to make sure that this instance is up and running to, to uh, display the latest technologies that we have. So my colleague Sebastian will also um, showcase the position technology that we have. Uh, so. Once we capture a facility, um, our customers will simply get a link. Uh, as you can see, they can just put it uh, in the in the browser and they can um, simply log in. So uh, you need a credential to log in. And then you will see an environment like this. This is a, the, the, the user experience is very similar to Google Streets, those of you that might have used it before. So you can just simply go around um, and browse the facility, you can zoom in uh, to, to see and to read some text. So all of this, um, uh, all of the things that you can do in Google Street is basically possible. But more than that, uh, you can see when I move my mouse around, it reflects uh, based on the, uh, as you can see, based on the surface of this object. So it means that there is something more beneath it. and um, just to show you quickly, it's basically our point cloud that I mentioned that our laser scanners capture. So the users are also able to see these, uh, these point clouds that laser, scan, uh, laser scanners capture. It has a lot of use cases for planning. And uh, you can download and crop and download this point cloud directly from uh, Indoor Viewer and um, import it to other softwares like uh, CAT softwares. And that would, uh, help a lot in uh, simul simulation or planning purposes for, for, uh, for uh, it will basically enable many use cases in planning. But today we want to focus more on maintenance use cases and reliability use cases. Therefore, I would like to continue here with other features as there are a lot of features that can be shown. Um, one of the things that uh, you can also see under uh, here in this uh, 2D map, uh, we call it colorful map. You can see basically an overview of the factory with uh, some dots in it. So these dots are called point of interest. It's comparable, for example, if you look at Google Maps with um, all the uh, attractions or, or the, let's say, restaurants that you might see in, the, in, the, uh, in Google Maps, these are all the points that we are interested in and we, uh, we tag them, we geotag them inside the uh, digital twin uh, so that we can go back to them in a later point of time. And uh, so that is exactly, for example, when you search for a restaurant inside Google Maps, that's also a point of interest and you can have the same inside the factories. So, uh, and we basically show this point of interest inside a 2D map and also in this 3D view. Um, one of the other functions that uh, is very useful for the factory environment 
is basically uh, using uh, measurement tools. The measurement tools enables us to uh, measure the distance between two points. So this is one that I have already measured. As you can see, um, let's say that I want to see if I can uh, move one uh, new equipment that I've bought into a new area. It has to come through this um, this part so i want to see if it fits so i can simply measure the distance between these two uh, the measurement tool also works with the point cloud and it can provide a really uh, quite exact uh, measurement based on um, what what use case you're trying to measure so i think i have chosen the wrong one just a second this is yeah so yeah I just need to, you see the magnifier basically shows the surface. I need to select the right surface and make sure that I am in the right direction. And then simply like that, I can measure it. What is important by the measurement tool is I can save these measurement tools and then later on maybe share with the colleagues that uh, about the width of a, basically an area. But um, more, more than that, what is, what is important is uh, you can also search for point of interest. So uh, this point of interest that we just showed to you, we can basically create also for machines inside the factory and we can also search for them. So maybe I just search for one that I've created. Uh, it's a mixer. Um, it's, a, it's in the mezzanine, so you can see it's a quite complex environment. Uh, we have mapped this uh, area with our VLX device, so you need to go to a narrow environment. Uh, once once you're there, you can simply tag uh, this device. And uh, what we have done together with the email team is that we have connected uh, the email information that you usually see in the email panel directly to in Navis Kindle Viewer. It means that by clicking on a POI, by a point of interest, I can simply look at all the information of this machine, so to say. So this can be all the information like about the asset, the description of the asset, so the name of the machine, and uh, I can simply take a look and uh, have an overview of the, of the asset. What I can do uh, on top of that is that I can create a work order uh, or I can, uh, basically enable more workflows, so to say, directly from, from this screen. So I see that I am already in a work order mode, just a second, till this one gets reloaded. So this enables, you, uh, this enables our customers to directly um, do most of the workflows that they already uh, can do inside the um, emails from the Navis interviewer, including creating a new work order. Um, so you can just simply click on add work order and this will bring bring the work order form that is um, that you can also justify inside uh, edit and uh, uh, customize inside emails. I will just give a simple description for it, test webinar, and uh, simply I can click on save new record and this work order will be created directly from Navis Indoor Viewer. Um, so 
once I do that, uh, the most important thing is that uh, this these work orders are also communicated to let's say other stakeholders in, in, inside the uh, maintenance workflow. This could be um, let's say the uh, the managers that are probably not all the time on the uh, shop floor and do not have all the information regarding their assets. So it's also probably interesting for them to see uh, what's actually happening inside the shop floor. So uh, many of you are probably also familiar with this um, workflow of email that sends an uh, email of the work order to, to um, specific, uh, let's say, people that are involved in the maintenance workflow. Here, I have just received one. Mm -hmm. You can see test webinar, the description is also inside. I can click on it and uh, based on that, I will I can log in inside the email system. And uh, in this way, I have I have a way uh, to basically connect this work order uh, workflow with the uh, with the with the management of work order requests, so to say. So um, if I this is this is the work order that I can see. If I click on the machine and the asset, what I can also see is um, how it where this. Um, device is actually located inside the digital twin. So you can see that directly from uh, email system, I can see where the system is located and it, it gives me a, a lot of contextual information for me to prioritize this work order if necessary, to give it to the, to the person that is most familiar with this uh, asset, so to say, and, uh, uh, and enables us to uh, basically have more insight about the um, work order request. So this is one of the, let's say, the integrations that I showed you. Uh, what can be important inside, uh, e uh, what can be shown inside Naris Indo Viewer and what can be shown inside Ement. Um, the next part that my colleague will show is um, regards how can we bring this, all of these solutions that we talk about to the shop floor uh, with a mobile solution uh, so that people can use their smartphones to access this. Thanks, Emad. Cool stuff. Maybe a short second also to give Leah the chance to relay any questions that might have occurred. The only no. question that we have so far is uh, how do you keep this up to date? So, for example, if there's been a problem uh, with a machine or there's been a new machine installed, do you need to go remap the floor to update uh, this visual view? Mm -hmm. So um, the answer is that so you can always remap. You can always remap, the, let's say, one part of the facility. You don't you, you don't need to wrap the entire facility. But uh, Sebastian will also, I think, uh, explain that um, if if the changes are not uh, significant, um, still the digital twin uh, can be used for many purposes. Okay. We do have one other question that just came in uh, about whether Navis is an MES, a manufacturing execution system. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, basically Navis is, uh, what Navis does, as I said, we produce hardware and software and our software is uh, designed to view digital twins. So all of the processes that uh, go inside the factory they can be integrated with the Navis Indoor Viewer 
so that you get a better transparency of what's happening. So, for example, you can have your uh, maintenance processes integrated via email to Navis Indoviewer. So, uh, reward basically as a viewer, which can provide you with additional data on different processes uh, processes inside the factory. So, technically, okay. we don't classify as an MES, but you like to work with MES systems. Exactly. There we go. All right, and audience, keep entering your questions as we go, uh, and we'll do our best to integrate them. But for now, back to you two. Cool. Thanks, Leah. Thanks for the honest for the questions. Uh, we're always always happy to answer. Um, so um, I'm going to take over and talk a little bit about our mobile solutions. And uh, the core thought about this is when you want to create a work order, most probably you are not in your office on your computer, but you are on the shop floor where um, the source of the work order actually also is located. And at that point, um, there's two challenges we, we uh, identified. Is one is you want to have access to a digital twin with a digital uh, with, yeah, hardware. And the second one is you might want to talk about the position of that exact work order. Um, like where does the problem occur? Now for part one, it's pretty easy. We all have these uh, little digital tools in our pockets uh, called smartphones or smart devices that can access uh, digital information. Um, for part two, it was a little bit more complicated how to find the lo exact location of any given asset in a factory. Um, to like um, remain with the example of Google, um, in Google Maps, you will be using GPS to find your almost exact position everywhere in the world. Now, within buildings, that doesn't work as well because over our tops, there's a roof and that does two things. It stops the rain from coming through, which is very helpful, and it stops GPS signals from coming through, which is not so helpful. Now, you could create an infrastructure like GPS on your own in your factory and deploying a lot of uh, beacons, but we wanted to provide a solution where you don't need to install any infrastructure to get the same result. And what we ended up doing is reusing the scanned data, the data that our M6 and VLX uh, mobile mapping systems created, to access that, access that to uh, position yourself. So what we will take is the camera of your, of your smartphone or smart device, make a picture, send it to our service, and compare it with the pictures that uh, the IMS system has made. And then we will send back the nearest image, or the nearest match, and pinpoint the location down to um, sub-meter space. Um, I could not talk ages about how the technology exactly works, but let me simply show what it does for the user. Um, I'll just, so, um, what I have here is a smartphone that's connected to the computer, and, um, what's mirrored here is what I, exactly what I see on the phone. Um, and just to add in, uh, um, and I have loaded here the instance of our main uh, of our headquarters. So sorry, I won't show a lot of stuff on the Hoover Group factory on the yeah. demo factory yeah. because um, we currently are not at that factory. We are in our Munich headquarters, so I need to show you I demo you the uh, workings with our headquarter. This is the headquarter instance, and let's say I don't know where I am. It's got five, uh, five levels and uh, lots of square meters. But what I can do is use the positioning button on the lower left corner 
and then the phone will ask me to uh, make pictures of my surroundings so giving you a nice shot of our already dark kitchen um, and once I align the reticle and the little cross the image we send I will be retrieved and my exact position is determined and as you can also see we don't only do positioning we also track the position over time so not only let me just get rid of this thing um, so you can move along the factory right now wherever you go and we will keep up with the position um, as you can see this instance already has a lot of pois for example we use it to um, keep up with COVID-19 rules in our kitchen, so we exchange information on that. Um, but this app not only is a tool to retrieve information, to retrieve information on any asset that um, you have entered, we can also uh, put information back into the system. So let's take an example. I'm at the factory shop floor, <laughs> which is our kitchen. And one of our COVID rules is to always keep the um, all workplaces well well aired. The problem is the window I'm standing in front of is closed and it's shut closed, it cannot be opened. Now what I wanna do is create a work order for my colleagues to open the window. Um, so I'm quickly going to panorama mode right now and I'm zooming in on the window, doing a long press and just like that, um, creating a quick, quick defect. Uh, oh God. Um, ignoring any typos and I will add contextual information, which means I will take a photo with my smartphone just of the window so everyone can see it's actually closed. Um, this will be attached to the work order, of course. And with the hit of the button, create POI or send it on its way. Now, the idea is this system is connected to eMaint and not only will create a POI, but will actually create a work order in eMaint. So the whole process that we just saw presented by eMaint can then be kicked off, picked up um, by everyone who's connected to the system. Um, only that they are not only getting a work order, they also get all the contextual information that we store within the digital twin. So you could see where exactly is the defect, what's next to it, how do, what do, I, um, do I need to access the defect. So as you saw earlier, you might uh, need to go through a narrow passage to, to go to this defect and such the planning can be much more effectively because even before you do the repair work, you can do uh, you can plan what exactly, how exactly uh, you need to do. Um, of course, this only is one use case that I just showed. Um, in essence, what we're trying to do with uh, our mobile products and all of our products is to bring the digital twins, all the digital information that you have on your factory and the reality, the space that we walk into closer together. So I can access information, I can store information. This is a, a fluent process. All in all. And that is the end of my little part of the presentation. I think we are well in time still. Um, Emma, do you have something to add or can we just go back to... I do have a couple more questions if this would be a good moment. Mm -hmm. This always is a good moment. <laughs> Excellent. First question, have there been any examples of a client 
that has successfully migrated their existing CMMS to Navis, preserving equipment history. Yeah, so basically what we can do, um, this is um, an ongoing project, for example, um, we also showed one of the customers that we're, we're working on to, to, to make this possible. But from the, maybe I just uh, explain a bit that from the migration point of view, what we need to do is we only need to geotag the assets inside the digital twin. So all the data that you have inside your CMS, you won't need to touch it. The only thing that you need to do is that you need to geotag the assets that you have inside the CMS inside the Navis Indoviewer. So these are the point of interest you can see in this map. For example, you have to say the machine A is here, machine B is there. There are very smart ways to do it in an efficient way. And then once that uh, step, once once we create those POIs, then we can simply uh, connect it to uh, email CMS, and all the history is preserved, and all the data can be retrieved and shown. Okay, very good. Next question: Are and this might be part Connor, part you. I'm not sure. Are the work orders and other form fields customizable? <laughs> yeah, so I can I can take that one, and um, the answer is yes. So when Ahmad had pulled up emails inside of Indoor Viewer, we're viewing the work order form, and what we did was we created a a simplified version of what the work order may look like within the email system itself. So with that, you can customize that form to look and feel however um, you would like with inside of Indoor Viewer. If you only want a few fields shown, if you want a ton of fields shown, all of that can be customized. Excellent, and one last question. Uh, this person says, I'd like to know about the perceived advantages from a customer's perspective. For example, are there some features that customers have found that make the maintenance workflow, maintenance workflow more efficient in particular? Um, let's try to keep in time here. I know. <laughs> so, yes, being able to report from the shop floor definitely is an advantage. Um, and then something that I think we didn't even didn't talk about currently is alone the possibility to um, show a maintenance contractor what your factory looks like and what he has to do where exactly saves um, a potential full visit from a maintenance company to your factory, replacing it by a virtual session. Now, depending on how often that company comes, how far it is away, how much of a specialist the uh, visiting engineer is, this might actually save a lot of time in very short, uh, maybe short setup process. Um, yeah. To add? yeah, I think I think uh, one one of the one of the more most important advantages is that for some of the assets that let's say pipes or the, some assets oh. that are not easily identifiable, so. Um, for these objects, our technology brings a very unique uh, value added because let's say you have a leak in your pipe and then uh, how can you really document that with a, uh, within a normal, uh, without having contextual information. So with, with um, Navis technology, you can really pinpoint that exact point where the leakage comes from or where exactly in the pipe the problem is. Mm -hmm. um, also, we can, as, as uh, Sebastian mentioned, so all the onboarding processes, uh, working with third, uh, with, with the other companies, subcontractor companies, 
that might need a lot of time just to come on site and take a look. These, these can all be uh, eliminated altogether and have a huge uh, safe costing, uh, cost, uh, cost saving potentials. One more. Yeah, one thing to add is, <laughs> as well, um, I don't know if, and maybe we could pull it up, um, is the advantages with the connection to eMaint is the 2D map that the indoor viewer provides. So giving people, again, when you easily can pull it at the, uh, pull it up on your computer, a snapshot of the plant activity of what's going on and with the um, integration with eMate, having it show you if there are critical assets that have a work order that are currently open or how many work orders are currently open just giving you this real easy to understand easily accessible snapshot of the plant facility is definitely a big advantage of what we have here today and this is yep thank you guys for pulling that up just an idea here and and just to um Elaborate on that. So you'll notice there are the different points, POIs. Um, we can look at adjusting those. If we want them to display a certain color for an open work order, for example, if we want it to be red, if we want like an exclamation mark. Again, we're working on delivering on that as well for this integration. I don't know if you guys want to add to that. And that makes perfect sense. So, I mean, uh, we what we could do um, uh, for, I mean, that's uh, what we are actually working on uh, is to, to basically have different point of interest for critical assets. And, and if they, they have, there's a work order for a critical asset, you might want to know uh, looking at this overview, so to say, and this can give a very good overview uh, of what is actually going in terms of uh, maintenance in your facility. Yeah, so for us, all the tools that we provide, points of interest, the map are enabling technologies to make you use it and we're very open to adjust it to systems to any use case that you have and one thing that we talk a lot of when we talk about the mobile system is uh, reoccurring inspection works often known as gamma works or 5s works where our clients say you know they we are going to leave um, go on the shop floor they comment on topics and then all of that stuff gets uh, documented on long paper lists or maybe digital lists that end up in excel lists and nothing is connected to the place where you actually found the, the problem or where you found the issue or found an improvement potential so what they want to do is have one tool where you like pinpoint there was a problem and the next time you visit the exact problem you can see was it mended um was it improved and <laughs> who was responsible for it and that's everything we can do with um, with the system, uh, with uh, InterViewer. And now integrating with eMaint gives us the huge potential of not only like identifying a problem, but directly creating a work order in the streams that in the system that you have in place already, in the workflows that you have in place already, just connecting into the existing system. Mm -hmm. I think it would make us stop here. Yeah. <laughs> we can use, uh, talk about use cases a lot. Thank you for answering those questions and back to your program. Ooh. Going back to our presentation. Yeah, holding from Craig. So, and with that, um, back to you, Leah, because we have another poll question as the next uh, <laughs> topic, actually. All right, very good. Okay, audience, I know that uh, you're all watching this very keenly. So, having seen this demonstration, what do you see as the biggest benefit of this technology? 
And I know that all of these could be potentially interesting to you. So try to select the one that is most interesting. Is it assisting technicians with identifying the correct asset? Is it helping with geotagging the asset? Is it virtual visits, easing, uh, ease of visibility at the click of a button? Is it pinpointing your location in a large environment or is it something else? And again, I'd like to get at least half of the audience participating here. I know that you got to see a lot and I know that there are lots of questions zooming around. Um, and obviously there are more applications out there for this, but of these top line benefits, which one is the most interesting to you? Uh, where do you see the biggest possible benefit for you? And we've got half the audience. I'm going to give it another 10 seconds. So just make your choice. And then I'm going to close it out and uh, show our presenters and get their thoughts. Okay. All right, I'm closing it down now and I'm going to share the results. We have 43% who say assisting technicians with identifying the correct asset. 16% say help with geotagging the asset. 27% say virtual visits, ease of visibility at the click of a button. 8% say pinpointing your location in a large environment and 6% are thinking about something else. So is this, is this uh, falling in line with how people generally use the tool? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I mean, Obviously, the, the, um, one of the most important things that uh, now technology can be helpful of, as we mentioned, is visual visits, right? So mm -hmm. this is especially important if we have a, a global production system and uh, we have many plants involved and therefore uh, this transparency plays a very vital role in, in terms of collaboration between different regions and within the corporate and uh, the, let's say, different, different plants and factories. And um, the, the first one, which is uh, what we have been working on with the email team is that that's mm -hmm. where we also see the value and also many customers. And it's also great to see that uh, from, from audience coming out is that um, having this contextual information can really help the technicians. Um, so just imagine, I mean, I just showed you, um, uh, I just showed you in the, in the um, paint factory that there is a mixer in the mezzanine up there and then just imagine that you need to go and fix it, right? Looking at the environment around, you know that you have this tiny environment, you know that you have to go the staircase up. So it's, it, it's probably difficult to have something like a heavy equipment getting it up there. So you need to be creative around it. And that just, just, just alone, that helps you a lot uh, with the first time fix rate. And that is why we're actually pushing this. And yeah, it's very interesting to see it as well coming from the audience. You want to add something? I would have expected more something else, to be honest. Okay. <laughs> like showing this out there and knowing we have probably a huge variety from people from huge, a lot of different fields. Um, I would have expected more people to say, ah, my case is a little bit different. It's not the, the standard case. So um, I would be interested in the 6% that said something else yeah. and mm -hmm. discovering what's out there. Absolutely. Well, I think people will follow up with you afterward with their something else's. I have a feeling there's, there's quite, a, quite a few more of those out there. All right, I'm going to hide this poll and let you finish up, and then we'll get to those questions. Perfect. Thank you, Leah. Thanks, everybody, for the, the demonstrations there of walking through Indoor Viewer and the connection that we've created with eMate, along with 
the um, the mobile positioning technology. And so again, just a summary for everyone joining into the presentation here. Um, we saw how you create or how Novice creates those digital twin instances for the facilities. Saw how you could browse the digital twin and then access your assets through Render Viewer with that email integration. And then as Sebastian showed us as well with that mobile positioning technology. Hope everybody enjoyed. Um, hope you start thinking more and more about what we've showed you, about what the deliverables are now and maybe where we can expand. And so again, just going back to that something else, we definitely, I'm happy to hear the feedback and, and hear what you guys are thinking in terms of how this can fit in to your maintenance operations. Leah, well, yeah, I'll turn this right back to you if you wanna um, handle any additional questions that we have. And then I know you wanna talk about the next webinar that we have coming up here. Yeah, no, we do have some moments for questions. So audience, continue to type them in. You've been doing a great job. And I want to remind everyone, you are welcome to email any of our presenters directly. You see their email addresses mm -hmm. on the screen. And uh, of course, we'll send this presentation to you afterward. If you don't get them all written down now, don't, don't worry. All right, some more questions. Would the mapping work with a large at outdoor area as well? Yeah, so uh, we can, using Navis M6 or VLX, we can effectively map outdoor areas as well. So it is uh, possible. Um, we, we can also combine the point cloud with drone captures. If you talk about really big campuses, um, this, this, has, this we have all also done already. Uh, so it's the, let's say like this, so the M6 states, the Navis data, they, they have a lot of, uh, let's say, details. Uh, but if you have like a vegetation area inside your campus, it's a very big area, you might not need all the small details of the vegetation area or some pond that you have in your campus. Therefore, we can also go with a drone capture and just basically combine this point cloud and display the analysis over here. Okay. How about if a critical piece of equipment has several data collection devices uh, mounted on it can you see this captured data in the viewer okay and i'm guessing uh, by this they mean thing, yeah go yeah, ahead so i'm wondering if it's yes yeah, so i know um specifically let's say if there was maybe like fluke sensors right piece of equipment right. that are pulling in data whether it's maybe vibration thermal imaging th something along those lines mm -hmm. so what we'd be able to do is inside of indoor viewer when you would pull up the asset in that little window that amat showed right in that view you'd be able to see the data that's feeding through you'd have the graph same as it would be showing with inside of emates so you would still have access to that data that's automatically feeding through that is the biggest happy dance ever that is fantastic <laughs> very cool okay um is there a delegation feature within the workflow Meaning that to delegate the work order uh, right. request to someone, if right. that's possible. Or, yeah. yeah. Yep. Connor, yeah. Yeah. When you're creating the work order, you'd be whether it's a work order request being created or a work order being created, the person um, who's setting it up would be able to then assign that to somebody. Whether it's being assigned to a specific individual, do you need to assign it to a group uh, potentially? And then, as a mod show, that's where those notification emails can be sent out accordingly. So it's letting people know that these recorders have been created for the particular assets. So it, okay. it, it operates similar to any of anyone on the, the line here who is familiar with, with emates when you're assigning work orders, assigning work order requests. All right. Okay, very good. 
Um, and I'm assuming that any other kind of, of asset information in the asset record can also be attached, such as a, a work permit information and such. That's correct. Yep. All of the related tables that are being displayed inside of the email CMMS could then show below the, the form itself inside of Indoor Viewer. Okay, very good. I, I have a user who are of an audience who wants to understand uh, the difference between Navis and uh, a BIM system. Why would you choose Navis over a BIM? Yeah, okay, so the idea of Navis is that um, we are not a, let's, we, we basically have a point cloud and panoramic picture coming all together. And we strongly believe that for most of the use cases, having this, this digital twin is something that can enable us to, that uh, can, can enable many use cases, right? Mm -hmm. So the, the models are absolutely very beneficial. They have their own specific use cases uh, for facility management. Uh, but but the topic is that uh, what level of details I always need for creating a BIM model and uh, what is um, and what is really required from the facility management perspective. We think that many of those requirements can be answered with the concept of Navis Digital Twin. Of course, there are some cases that uh, BIM model required legally and uh, should be created as well. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Very good. And for those in the audience who want to know if uh, this information is shareable. Indeed, the full recording of this will be available online within a day or so. So if there are others in your plant that you want to share this with, that will be a good time to do that. All right, a couple more questions that have come in. Uh, this is an interesting one. Um, Sebastian Ahmad, what is your target market for this? And in particular, are there specific sectors, factories, solar farms, nuclear power stations? Uh, where do you think you're, what, where, where, the person would like to know, what are your long-term goals for this? <laughs> <laughs> so our, our long-term vision is to bring indoor spatial technology into every factory um, on the planet. <laughs> to help along that goal. Now, Doing all at once is not a good strategy. So currently we are uh, focusing uh, on automotive industry and suppliers. Mm -hmm. But I think that's a focus because uh, we found a huge match in the maturity of digitalization and the acceptance of what we have to offer in those fields. Mm -hmm. But we're very happy to talk about all fields of industry, focusing mainly on the manufacturing enterprises here and leaving out other fields that would be interested also, like uh, the educational field or transportation, like that. Yeah, just to add on that, so it's um, so <clears throat> one focus is really discrete manufacturing, as Sebastian mentioned, so that is uh, the car manufacturing, but as you know, Henkel, uh, with what they're doing is an opposite <laughs> of discrete manufacturing, so we're also working with the enterprises like Henkel and continuous uh, environments um, and, these enterprises are usually very asset focused and that is also a mindset that helps us even to drive this further and better. So yeah, maybe the short answer would be our focus is really digital factories so the factory environments um, and that would be discrete uh, manufacturing as, as, as well as continuous. Okay, I have time for one more question and this is a big one, so get ready, okay? <laughs> Can this be expanded further to create recommendations based on artificial intelligence? Do you want to do that? <laughs> now, okay, it would be interesting to talk about which kind of recommendations uh, for which kind, what, what, what field are we talking about? Mm. Um, I think just, just to 
just to maybe um, classify so i think one would be from the email perspective uh, with regards to preventive maintenance i think connor can take that um from from our perspective we're all, i'm also happy to take it just quickly so um, from the ai perspective um, if we call it ai something that might in future come in place is the image recognition so that the, the mm -hmm. geotype easier done it's not something in place yet uh, but maybe connor can also answer for email Yes, I mean, I want to be careful with the uh, with the uh, referencing <laughs> AI. Um, just to to piggyback off of what Ahmad said. So yeah, I mean, with the connection to emails, we're certainly looking at PM schedules. So setting up those routine maintenance schedules to trigger the work orders. Now, also to that, and this is related to a previous question that came up earlier. If we're looking at all of this condition monitoring data that's coming through from like vibration analysis, for example, we want to look at predictive analysis. So if we're taking those readings in, again, all of that's being viewed and can be accessed through the indoor viewer. We're taking those readings, you can set the threshold, which then automatically triggers work orders when that threshold may be exceeded. So there's there's definitely that route that can be uh, that we can take from a predictive uh, maintenance standpoint. But um, maybe something that, that we can we can definitely touch on further as it specifically pertains to, to artificial yeah. intelligence. That audience member just wrote back to say yes, they were thinking in the maintenance perspective line. So uh, well done. All right. At this point, I have to close down the questions, but audience, you can keep typing them in and our presenters will write back to you afterward because I have a couple more things to go over here. So if you can forward to the next slide for me, please. On December 15th, well, one more. <laughs> one more slide after this one. There we go. Uh, on December 15th, we'll be welcoming Frederick Bodarm and Greg Perry to the show, discussing why you must rank your assets for criticalness. And, uh, you know, this is just a different part of the same conversation. So Frederick and Greg's sessions are always really popular and we're overdue for a good discussion on asset criticality best practices. So you'll find more information about the session on the excelix.com website coming up soon. And then if you'll forward one more time for me, as I mentioned earlier, please stay online for a moment after I close the webinar. After a brief pause, you'll see a survey link appear. We would greatly appreciate it if you could take a few moments to complete the survey because your feedback helps us keep the webinar content relevant and helpful. Everyone who completes the survey will receive a copy of today's presentation. And if you'd like to receive a certificate of attendance, answer yes to that certificate question on the survey and we'll send one to you. The recorded webinar will be available within a day or two. And that is it for today. So yes, you have another 30 seconds to keep answer, uh, inputting questions. Uh, they will write back to you. But in the meantime, thank you so much, Connor and Ahmad and Sebastian. Uh, it was such a pleasure having you on the show today. And I want to say an um, besonders herzlichen Dank on Sebastian and Ahmad for doing this in English. Appreciate it. Uh, it was a pleasure for us too. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank yes, you, Connor. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Have a great day. Bye. Have a great day, everyone. All right. That's it for now. I hope to see everyone at our next session and have a great day.